This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 4 of Civic View, your exclusive source to the inner workings of your local government. We created Civic View to inform and educate our community on all things Crestview, and we are excited to keep that going with another season of spotlights, history, events, and all the awesome things that make Crestview such an amazing place to live. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Civic View. And the reason why I am saying this one's fantastic is because we are going to be talking about money, money, money on this one. And more importantly, money that's, I mean, in the long way around, it's tax money, but it's not necessarily money we (laughs) collected directly from you. (laughs) That's right. Somebody was going to get it, we might as well. Exactly. So, and and as that familiar voice that's chiming in, our city manager, uh, Mr. Tim Bolduck, is on this episode with me today uh, because we're going to be talking about some... um, the economy of some things. And I, you know, you could listen to me talk about it for 30 minutes and half of it would probably be wrong. So (laughs) (laughs) they pay me for uh, not that. So, um, so Tim, first of all, thanks for being here as always. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. It's been a long time. It feels like it anyway. Uh, I think we, about the beginning of the year, we probably did something on inflation. Yeah. So it's it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Right. Brought this conversation down already. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry about that. Sometimes public information is not as fun. No. <laughs> All right. So, so what are we even rambling on about? Well, what we're talking about um, is uh, state appropriation funding. We uh, we just uh, got approved through the state budget for almost two million dollars. Yeah, which exciting. is um, sometimes I think when we say money values nowadays, uh, we forget how much money actually is. Right. You know, like we just hear billions thrown around yeah. so so constantly nowadays that the idea that a million dollars isn't a lot of money when in reality a million dollars is an absolute ton of money. Right. right. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, so, and, and, uh, so what, so $2 million almost and like, how, so I, first I want to say this, uh, it's not just like the state gives us a check for $2 million, right? right. There's some specific things that we applied to legislator and representatives to push forward for us to put in the budget for specific projects. And that's why it's called appropriations. Uh, we're appropriating these things for this. And, uh, that's what we're going to talk about is, uh, those three projects, um, kind of what they mean for Crestview and, and why it's a, you know, why it's a big deal, why we go to bat for our, uh, citizens every year and fight are the fight we fight in Tallahassee in order to try to get, you know, our piece of that pie because we are taxpayers. Yes, sir. And so, um, uh, the first one I want to start with, if you don't mind, uh, is I, I want to talk about um, <clears throat> I want to talk about Vineyard Village. Okay. Because yeah. it's something that some people uh, know about, some people don't. We, you know, we've talked about affordable housing a lot, and so we uh, got approval for uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for our Vineyard Village project, which. In the overall scheme of things, uh, well, let's take a moment. I still want to have Cecil come on too and talk about Vineyard Village. Sure. Um, that it's a it's a kind of been a long journey to get to where we are with that. You know that 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 process started with a piece of property that was, um, you know, there was a lot of uh, drug and crime, um, yeah. crime yeah, and other things the, going on there. And yeah, the property actually. So uh, when I very first came to Crestview, one of the things that that they 
uh, the council actually during my interview process, one of the things the council asked me about is like, what are you going to do about blight, you know, or or dilapidated properties inside the city? How are you going to address that? And so, you know, there's there's two ways you can do that. Um, there's in in here the way I explain it. Uh, now, whether there's that, you know, it's the the best way to explain it or not, I don't know. But there's two approaches. There's what we call a systems approach, and then there's a source approach or uh, symptom. I'm sorry, and a source approach. And so. What we mean by symptom is if you know you got a piece of property that's blighted or or there's drug activity like in this particular case uh, on on this alleyway there was over 300 almost 400 police calls in in a 3 year time period that included things like stabbings just and shootings to the, that area just in that wow. uh, to that to that um, alleyway to to, to the that to triangle, particular so to speak. Yeah. property yeah and so it included things like uh you know so we're getting about 100 a year almost a little over 100 a year and and it included things like rapes and and stabbings and shootings and I mean it was it was significant crime, and so there's two ways you can go after that right. You can arrest the the violators and and what what happens a lot of times, especially if it's if it's a systemic type of a crime like that, then then they just the 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 people who are perpetrating the crime get replaced by somebody. Sure, else. someone else just slips into that. Somebody power slips vacuum, into yeah. that role, and so what we do is we say, okay, well, what what is the source of this? Like, why is it? Why do people think it's okay to do this? in this particular location. And, and part of that is when, when the municipality or, or whoever's, you know, kind of the overseer does not require a minimum standard of housing uh, and they don't require people to maintain and, and upkeep their properties, it creates an environment that invites a particular type of activity. And so uh, what we decided when we started really looking at the issue, it's interesting, when I very first got here, I had people from the sheriff's department come and, and ask me, hey, what are you going to do about this particular alleyway in town? And so uh, we looked at it and met with the property owners, and, and just together we all decided that it was time to make a change. And so the city purchased uh, a, basically a city block um, that of, de- of deteriorated properties, torn them down. Or tore them down, and then I mean, those were they were absolute like hovels and shacks. No, no like floors, that, no yeah, doors. Was, uh, people were renting them, and so so the unfortunate part is that you know it had gotten to a place where um, no one should have allowed that to be a rental property, and it was. Uh, and so we we fixed that scenario. We got that sorted out, and and so then we said, well, what are we going to do? And we want to make sure that um, what one of the things we found, chance. When we moved the people, there was a few people living in some of those very, very deteriorated houses. It was difficult to find places for them for one reason or another, right? A lot of it had to do with income. Some of it was history or background or whatever. And and we started to realize that there were not um, particular housing opportunities that would meet this specific group uh, where maybe they didn't have the best background or they had uh, didn't have enough income or whatever the case was. And so we, we said, look... Um, instead of just turning this into some other type of development, what we need to do is create attainable housing that meets the need for this particular um, group. And then, uh, because it's not the only ones in town that are, we're facing these types of challenges, we can't just say, hey, you're going to, you need to clean these properties up or get out. We wanted to provide an opportunity. And so um, that's what we did. Yeah. We, we I mean, you, we, we, we took something that was a problem, which was the crime and the issues, but right. we, we managed that into an opportunity to reinvest into the neighborhood, you know, and that, right. and I've had, I've had Chief McCosker on here a few times where we've talked about blight and the broken yeah. window uh, theory and things like that. And, and, you know, providing comfortable, safe spaces 
uh, for people to live and feel secure in is so valuable to an overall community that exactly. You, I mean, you, you, it's really more than worth its weight in gold. But the, but the reality of it is, chance we as a municipality don't want to be in the housing business. Sure, not not. So at all. we recognized the need, had a resource with the land, and decided, hey, we need to go find someone to partner with this. And yep. so we did a, a, a what's called a request for proposals. We got a private group to come in and say, well, you know, together we can figure out, they'll build the housing, they'll manage the housing, and the city will come with the property. And so um, we had spent some money on the demolition and, and stuff like that. And I didn't, I really wanted to limit how much I was spending our local tax dollars on investing in a property that was going to be housing, just because I don't think that we have so many other things I don't think we should yeah. get in the housing I business. I mean, infrastructure, just for starters. So. Yeah, right. Roads, uh, um, water, sewers, stuff like that. And so we, we, petitioned um, through what's called a community issue budget request uh, or a local appropriation request to the state for some funding to help us with this. And we understand the governor has an initiative for affordable housing. Our representatives do, um, you know, Representative Maney, Representative Rudman, um, Senator Trumbull, Trumbull were, all of them were very, very uh, supportive in this process. And we said, look, we've got a great opportunity for a public-private partnership we could sure use some help. And so that was what that request was. And 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 what this um, money will do is it will help us actually prepare the site. Uh, we're going to turn the property over to the developer with the site, parking and everything completely prepared. They're going to, they're financing the construction of the buildings themselves, and then we'll lease, lease them out. And so this $750,000 is going to go uh, towards getting that done. Yeah. And and like I said, I, I, I plan to have C salon so we can talk a little bit more yep. about the overall yep. project and what it's going to look like. Cause it's, it's pretty cool. And, um, and, but this, this is part of that. So, uh, you know, I, I say it all the time, you know, one of the things that's cool about um, the way our organization functions now versus, you know, the way we functioned years ago is we're always looking for opportunities to go past what most people think government is or does. And I think this is, you know, that the Vineyard Village project is one of those examples. And, I, and I, I'm glad that, you know, we were able to get the appropriations from the state to help support that, that vision and, and get that project done. Yeah, one of the things that that um, we we always try to do here, and that you know the, our listeners should hold us accountable to, is when we enter into those types of activities like this, uh, make sure we have an exit strategy. Right. You know, I don't want to be perpetually uh, subsidizing housing. You know, at the at the local level, and so that's exactly what this project does. It was let's fix a problem, get get it into the private sector, make sure it's it's uh, held to be affordable housing or attainable housing. And uh, and then exit, and that's our strategy. And then and then I mean, really. So the next one we're going to talk about is the three hundred thousand for the um, Benjamin Street septic to sewer. Uh, it's not that far away from there. Um, and uh, the to my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but part of this funding is going to there's like won't be impact fees for this connection, right? On this particular one, that is correct. right. Right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On, the, on on the Benjamin Street specifically for those properties. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the way that that request was asked, um, for sure. Yes. And and for those that don't understand, impact fees are a uh, when you're when you're building new developments typically, and you have to connect into sewer, then there's there's impact fees because it's literally impacting right. the overall infrastructure, of the sewer system, and things like that. And but not, and also not only with new development, but if we bring sewer into uh, a new neighborhood, yes, which we're going to talk about, yep, the, yep, next the next is, one, yep. the next one is that is that case. Um, 
you know, this the 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 next opportunity was about was based on inflation that request. This opportunity was was to offset the impact to a low to moderate income right. community, and right. so what we wanted to make sure that. Um, we could bring sewer to a neighborhood that should have had sewer yeah. a long time ago. I, yeah, that's where I was. You beat me to it. I was like, part of the reason why there's no impact visas because it's, it, it, you know, that that portion, that neighborhood. First of all, I I don't. I mean, we could get into the, you know, the politics of seventy years ago or sixty sure. years ago, or whatever. But there's really no point. The, the reality of it is, is it, it didn't happen. It should right. have. And so we're trying to fix that and make it right. Yeah, we are going to fix that. And yeah. and so, um, you know, that for for me. You know, everyone's going to look at this and they're going to be like, oh, this, 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 you know, but the 300, for me, that project is, in my opinion, one of the biggest deals out of that money that we got. So what's so cool about that particular project is that um, it will uh, it will provide the greatest amount of benefit to those who could have afforded it the least. And so that's what makes that cool, right? So, um, I mean, we, we needed to do it. We, it should have been done a long time ago. Um the sewer in that area, I, I was pretty surprised. It, it was brought to my attention when I very first got here. Um, about well, actually, it was about three years ago. It was brought to my attention that there was a section of our community, of our town, in the middle of town where sewer was all around it that didn't have it. And so I said, "Well, let's connect them." Well, um, what we found out was that the based on some topography, the elevation changes and things like that, it wasn't that simple. Uh, there was going to have to be some lift stations. I mean, it never is. It never. It's, <laughs> it's listen, never if there's is. one thing I've learned in this gig is uh, over the last four years is that nothing is ever as easy as I would think it should be. Yeah. Or as much as Facebook thinks it should be. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, we consulted our engineering team on Facebook. No, I'm kidding. Um, so we 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 started to look at it and figure out, hey, how can we fund this? Well, the way those types of things typically work is you fund it and then the neighborhood pays for it. Um, that way, that way, it's not spread out over other users, and so we looked at the opportunity to be able to do that for this particular project, and it, it was just was not feasible. And so we spent the last two years trying to get this funded. Yeah, I know we had applied for it last year too. Yeah. I was going to mention yeah. that, and it didn't happen. And then you know, uh, you know, Representative Maney, Representative Rudman were both very big on helping us to get this deal done this time. And so we're very, very excited about it. We're going to go to I, – I, there is a particular property in that um, that's on, on this that, that I hear from her um, about every other council meeting asking us when are we going to help them out. And so now we can say this is the timeline and we'll have some timelines here in the next couple of weeks. We've, we've, begin, we've already begun to receive letters from the state about these appropriations. So once we know how the money is going to come down, we'll get going. We're, we're already going, but, I mean, we'll be able to start work. Wicked. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I've been excited ever since the – you know, I mean, I need to write a press release, but, um, <laughs> but I was just like, you know, I, I, you always wonder about that. Like, how can I get this out? So everyone, you know, I've already talked to the paper about it and some other stuff because it's, it's exciting. Well, and you know, the reality of it is chance in three years, this will be 4 million. So, I mean, we've, we will have collected 4 million in the last three yeah, years. Yeah. So right. two, two years ago, years. yeah, Sorry. two years ago, we got the fire training tower. We got main street. Um, and we got the Bush House, and then this year we've got this Benjamin Street project. We've got the Vineyard Village project, and then the, we've got the next one we're about to talk about, which is another septic to sewer over in Foxwood. Yeah, and so and yes, right, and in so in a three year span, four million dollars. I mean, that's that's awesome. Not because I'm paid to tell you that it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome because it means that what's happening in Crestview is important enough for people to pay attention to. Sure. And that we aren't just getting uh, ignored. 
you know, which and there's people willing to fight for what's happening in right. Christchurch, Tallahassee, which is even more important. And not, I mean, some of that is you, some of that is, uh, you know, uh, Mayor Witten, some of that is, I mean, it's a lot of it is you and Mayor Witten and and some of our other council members. Actually, I shouldn't leave them out either. And um, and the, the senators are, yep, Councilman Rincich. Rincich, yep, uh, and then and then the, the obviously you know, uh, uh, Rep. Maney and and um, Redmond and Senator Trumbull. Yep. yep. And so um, those were our main our main contributors. But we actually got support from outside of our area, too. Um, if you don't mind, you know, I'd like to cover kind of why do we sure. go after yeah. state money? I mean, right? absolutely. Is that cool? Yeah. So because sometimes people would say, well, why, you know, why would you do that? Like, why, why should the governor give us money for what we're supposed to get? The, the, the simplest way I'd like to just explain it is that, you know, these taxes are collected across the state. And so what happens is there's revenue sharing that occurs. And so we get a portion of it every time, uh, you know, and anytime something's collected. So uh, but there's a portion of it that goes to the state and the state has the ability and has has funds available um, in surplus from their their annual operation costs to be able to come back into the communities to help projects that are kind of um, outside of the norm. And so all three of these projects are not necessarily annual operational cost for the city of Crestview. Right. So this project is something that is we're going back into a community, a neighborhood that needed it, that never had septic to sewer. Um, the the Vineyard Village one is one where we're gonna we're gonna create help to remove basically with that project what we're doing is we're reducing the cost of development so that the rent rates can be less and we're gonna guarantee that by locking those down well in order to do that instead of local tax dollars having to cover it we're getting some help from the state and then the last one that that's Foxwood uh, is a situation where you had a subdivision that was built that was in the county it was not a city development. They recently came into the city, and so um, uh, we've seen the cost of that project double since since the annexation. Inflation, uh, supply chain issues. I mean, that project is we're and we're we're very close. Contrary right. to popular, we're not belief. that far off from what our original timeline for the project was, despite all of the other things. Twenty twenty four was when we expected to be pumping sewer there, and. And so, you know, in the most in the the most recent timeline that we gave towards the end of that annexation, and so, you know, we're we're going to be there. Um, we're going to be real close uh, to that. We are at ninety percent plans right now, which um, means that we're obviously in the final stages of that approvals. We've begun the permitting process. Uh, we'll get the permits issued, and then we we've already surveyed the entire area. There, yeah. There's a ton of we've already built the lift station. We've already built the main line running down there. Now it's getting into that neighborhood and actually putting the pipe in the ground. Yeah, it's the it's the last final piece of that infrastructure. It is. And now to that now to that and like when when we mentioned the thing earlier about the impact fees, uh, obviously the members in that neighborhood are still pay the impact fee to connect us sewer because it's a different part, right? Uh, for a few different reasons. One, the, the infrastructure is different, but two, the you know this wasn't something that. Yeah. All of that aside, just for clarification, you sure. know, and, and, and with them, with Foxwood, I mean, from the beginning, we offered them the opportunity to go ahead and pay that early impact fee. It's gone up a couple of times since then. So they had an opportunity to lock that in, you know, right when they annexed and, and, um, not have to worry about it going up later yeah, and on. We, and, and we, and we're, and they won't have to pay. Yeah, it's not forced. There's either, typically, right? there's two fees. There's an impact fee and a tap fee and they don't have to pay both of them. Oh yeah. For the water and yeah. the sewer. Yeah. And then, and also, we aren't forcing everyone onto sewer uh, the moment it's there. Correct. That's right. They'll be able to come on at their own pace. Yeah, when they're you know theoretically, when their septic system starts to fail, then they can go ahead and connect. Which is a significant system. part of that 
that area where where and so what we've been doing uh, there since the annexation is we've been providing them assistance through cleaning tanks and, and yeah. stuff like that yeah and pumping it. and other things and yeah and, it, and it's, greatly discounted so what we and and what we've and so just so we're all clear about this too since the annexation we have done work to mitigate that mm-hmm. meaning that yeah, even though it's not you know not necessarily it was the city's responsibility right off the bat we began to. Um, offer uh, the opportunity to reduce rates, keep those tanks empty uh, or as empty as we can um, to, to deal with the water infiltration from the rings. And then also um, the we've done stormwater improvement projects, which creates an opportunity to treat any stormwater in that area that wasn't occurring before. And so we've already uh, made some improvements in that area and we continue to work in that direction. And, and so I'm, I'll listen, the day that we, put on the first because uh, that's been a you know that was a tough one when we first when we first started talking to foxwood that was you know one of those deals where you you know i'm looking at it going man that's a that's a big project and and you know how are we going to get everybody connected and so we've we have we gave them realistic timelines from the beginning we have been working our tails off to get there i'm excited that we're going to be there uh, we'll be moving dirt um, inside the neighborhood we've already spent you know well over a million dollars in in power over a million dollars in in pipe and and um and uh, lift station and stuff like that. That's yeah. all a big part of the, it's all the first pieces to that process. We've been working, ticking it away right, right along. And I, and I do want to, I want to uh, say this too. And then, you know, you can tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I mean, establishing that infrastructure within that area is then going to allow us at some point to expand that infrastructure. Yeah. To, if the potential will exist, for if, that. It, if it, if we choose to do that or it does go that because where arena road is and the, in the, the inner, connect and the interchange and some of that stuff right like yeah, there's you're, potential so you're talking about the undeveloped and, areas mm-hmm, yeah. yeah in the undeveloped areas absolutely that that provides us that opportunity we're, we're going through a study right now that will cover or, or provide for us a, a master plan a wastewater master plan for everything from you know highway 85 to antioch road um and inside of the undeveloped there's seven thousand acres of undeveloped land there and and then 90 up to the river and uh, all of that on the north and south side of 90. And so there's a ton of those areas that current, can't currently get it. We have, we're doing a master plan for that right now. And that'll be a big part of our conversation at our budget meeting, which is upcoming. Yeah. Next month. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that that's, I just wanted to mention that because, yeah. you know, someone might be like, why do I care? You know, why, why did you apply for money for that? If it's just Foxwood, why do, you know, I don't live in Foxwood, I live somewhere else because our overall infrastructure, our overall ability to deal with waste, uh, is is critical for our whole city and the health of our whole city. Can, so. can I touch on why we why those? Yeah, why those three projects? So the other thing that we do part of the part of the skill of this process is understanding what is important to the legislature in any given year. It's oh, it, there. Well, there. I mean, there are politics involved, right? In 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 the in the sense that what is important to those decision makers must be important to us in our application process. Sure. And so yep. so you know we have a. You know, I could give them a billion dollars worth of projects if we want to count traffic and stormwater and septic and sewer and all those. I kind imagine of things. every growing community could. Yeah. Correct, right? But what we do is we, I look at what some of the legislation is for the upcoming year. I look at who is who is in office, who are the decision makers, what is going to be of interest to them, and that makes us as competitive as possible when we make applications. If I put in applications for you know money to support a a, a program that a park program or something like that, that is not going to have the same impact as septic to sewer. Septic to sewer is an environmentally um, sound 
approach. Right. You know, um, whether we like it or not, it's it's the best for our environment is for everyone to be treated through through a uh, an effective sewer system. Septic tanks work for sure, and they're governed by the health department and they and they they serve their purpose. But at the end of the day, density requires um, mass treatment, yeah. and and that's what the wastewater system does. And so. You know that that makes that type of a project much more inviting, especially where these you know these projects are you know with the Yellow River our our ability or the risk of impact to the Yellow River. Yeah. We we always want to protect that. Yeah, I mean, and and that's kind of why I brought that up because I just I wanted people to understand that you know the reason why we picked the particular projects that we picked, just like the two years before with the fire tower and the the um, bush house and things like in the Main Street thing. It's it it does go to the effect of you know, what, what do we feel like we can effectively get the state to approve and give back to us? Right. Because you don't, you don't walk into the bank and go, I, I want to get a loan to buy a hippo, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know depends on you. Yeah. Whether you can make the payment without yeah, that. hippo, Right. Yeah. So, so you, you have to, you know, you have to be, I made a joke about it being a game but in all seriousness. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's just, a it's, it's, it's politics, right? Sure. And, it's and, understanding what's important uh, at any given time. And, and, you know, whether we like it or not, the, you know, the priorities of the legislature change from year over year. And so we, you know, the, the main street is a good example of that, that main street project. Um, I mean, more power to Milton if they got a, if they got a downtown, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice that, but if they did more power to them, I'm, I'm happy for them. Um, but for us, when we did Main Street, a big part of that was about what it will allow our businesses on Main Street to do as far as moving out into the sidewalks in the event that we have any sort of a pandemic uh, again. And so we applied for that during the pandemic. Right. And so part of that was helping the legislature understand that I want to keep my small businesses open. I need to give them opportunity. And that's what that was. And so, you know, uh, that's that's part of the process. And, you know, it's... It, I, I've been doing this for a little while and, and we, we've had some success over the last couple of years. And what I've, what I understand from that process is it's important for us to know what's important to the legislature. I guarantee you that whatever that is, we have needs. And so we can, we can figure out which projects are on our shelf that are ready to go. And that's what we've done this year. And we saw a tremendous success. We had, we put four applications in, um, we got three of those approved. Uh, the other one that did not get approved, interestingly enough, was an application to build what's called a septic station, which would allow us to take when someone pumps out a septic tank, you would take it at our yeah, that's our right, treatment plant. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what that tells me is that the legislature would rather give me a million dollars towards taking septic tanks out of the equation than they would to take the waste from the tank. Yeah, and so that again, that just speaks to understanding what the legislature is is in, invested in at any given time, and then making sure that I. I do the best job I can to help our citizens get benefited from that. Cool. So, yeah, so that was uh, everyone's um, homework or, or, excuse me, uh, lesson for the day on uh, (laughs) appropriations and why we do those and and how we get them. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, almost $2 million. Amen, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, we're we're. We're at the end here. Uh, I do want to say, as always, thank you for for doing this. You know, love I, it, man. I always just try to be like, hey, can I get thirty minutes? Because I know I know how busy you are, so I appreciate no, it. No, I love it. This is this. I love this uh, opportunity for us to meet with our. Um, you know, I we do this it, and it and it plays on Saturday. And I've told you this before. I'll be walking through Walmart and somebody say, "Hey, I heard you on the radio today." Yeah. So I love it. I love it. It's an opportunity for us to to communicate with our with our citizens, and so we're you know we're always looking forward to doing that. You know, come to our council meetings, 
Um, I can, you can email me, uh, citymanager at cityofcrestview.org, anytime. I'm happy to get you pointed in the right direction. We appreciate it. Yeah, and so that was almost him taking my spiel that I do every single episode, but I'm not doing it. So I, I or he's not getting away with it, rather. So what I'm going to say is <laughs> local government has the biggest impact to you out of all the other governments in your life. I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise a million times. I know sometimes it feels like that the federal government has got their boot on you because that's what the media tells you. But the truth of it is most of the decisions that impact you the most are made right here locally, which is part of why we fight so much to keep those decisions made right here locally. And, um, you know, so, uh, just always thank you to everyone that engages with us civically. Please do come to our council meetings, uh, come to our shreds, come to our public events that we have. We're going to be having one of those coming up soon, I think with, uh, parks and recreation and, uh, probably something in the Redstone area at some point too, to talk with everyone there. Um, it's great opportunities for people to come out and learn about what's going on. And then, uh, yep. And uh, yeah, Tim's point not to choose the view. I'm running out of time. I'm gonna have a whole episode about that. Just a reminder, also, you know, we we are we are grateful for everyone that chooses Crestview, whether you choose to live here, worship here, work here, uh, shop here, eat here, whatever you're doing in Crestview. We're just glad you're well. <laughs> Almost <laughs> you're everything. doing positive for the community in Crestview. We're just glad you're here doing it, and we love the fact that we get to serve you as, as civil servants. It's really awesome. And uh, with that one, uh, well, whoop, sorry. Also, just want to say thank you, WAZ, WJSB, for playing these on Saturday mornings. I really appreciate that. It really helps me reach an audience that I wouldn't reach typically uh, with this format. And with that, I will say, be safe, Crestview. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.